Episode 5, Autumn's Audacity. A social event held at 7 in the evening gave me the chance to wear a snazzy bow tie and sunglasses, and because I loved dressing smart, of course I wore the snazzy bow tie and sunglasses. I always tried to take the opportunity to impress people at social events, and this one was no different. But I suppose that my outfit wasn't actually the biggest of my worries at this particular event. Neither was the domesticated alligator. Why a domesticated alligator, you ask? Well, why not? This is Sleepy Silver Hollow. Dear Ambrose, It's sad that you weren't around to experience the fun school social events held on Thorn Grove University's campus the other day. It wasn't anything freakishly formal or fancy. It was just a little fundraising event. It was run entirely by college students who were bored and wanted to do something meaningful that still involved alcoholic beverages. Guess what the name of the event was? You're gonna love it. Autumn's Audacity. Because, you know, it's September, it's autumn, and I don't know where the audacity part comes from. Yeah, I think the name is kind of stupid, too. Like a, this doesn't even make sense, kind of stupid. But I wasn't the one who chose it. Also, I overheard that it was either that or the fall ball. And who the heck would want to go to a social event called the fall ball? I mean, not like Autumn's Audacity is so much better, but come on, the fall ball. Okay, enough about the name. Anyway, the event was held in the evening when it was pretty dark, and there were a bunch of pretty lights hanging from the trees and catchy music coming from speakers. Everyone was dressed in pretty casual clothes, and they were all just chilling with their friends and eating snacks. The event was college students only, but technically, I'm also a resident of the campus, and I've attended many lectures already, so you could say that I'm a student as well. I marched into the event with an awesome golden bow tie and a pair of shades, and a lot of people stared at me and whispered, but it was probably in absolute awe. I grabbed a glass of champagne from the refreshments table and took a couple of sips while I sat by a giant oak tree. Compared to the casual cloth-wearing simpletons, I looked absolutely impeccable. I saw my friend Gray arrive a couple minutes later. He came over to me, wearing his dark hoodie and plain jeans. He didn't even bother trying to clean himself up in the slightest. He greeted me by asking, Are cats even allowed to drink champagne? Instead of a friendly hello or a handshake. I told him that it was fine, that if I could eat things like donut holes and orange smoothies without dying, then a glass of champagne couldn't hurt. Gray told me that he wasn't going to be the one to pay for my hospital bills if I got alcohol poisoning. He also said that he wasn't going to be at my funeral if I died, and that the only reason why he would possibly go is for refreshments. Like, yeesh, dude. Also, I'm pretty sure that I can't really die. I don't think. 
I'm just an angel spending some time in a mortal vessel. So technically, if my mortal vessel dies, I think I just return to the skies. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but it's a theory. I could try to end my sentence short by just killing my mortal vessel right now and freeing my angel spirits, but that's not really a risk I'm willing to take. I'll just keep it safe and serve the rest of my punishment on Earth painlessly. Thank you very much. As Autumn's audacity progressed, again, a really weird name that doesn't quite roll off the tongue very easily, I got to chat with a couple of college students, get to know their names, forget their names. It was all fun. I do remember this one person named Chris, who chugged five cans of Mountain Dew for a dare, and not even ten minutes later, she was climbing the trees and barking at anyone who got too close. Nobody bothered trying to get her down. It was hilarious. Also, eventually, Hannah joined the party, because who would want to miss a fun social event? Not me. And like Gray, Hannah also asked if it was okay for me to drink champagne. I gave her the same explanation, and she just shrugged and said, Eh, alright. She did not mention anything about hospital bills or funerals, so that made me appreciate her a lot more than Gray. She went to hang out with her own friends, and I stayed behind to watch what happened to Chris, who was at that moment sipping on yet again another Mountain Dew from the top of a tree and getting her feet tangled in the string lights. Things went pretty okay at Autumn's Audacity. The people that went were all pretty chill and hung out with their respective friend groups. Nobody did any stupid things like spike the punch bowl or sing bad karaoke in the middle of the event. The stupidest thing someone did, besides Chris's decision to drink five cans of Mountain Dew, was trying to wrestle an alligator some student had brought with them. I don't know where someone would keep a pet alligator, but the alligator was pretty friendly. That was until one of the other students tried to tackle it to the ground. Long story short, a fight went down, someone ended up in the hospital with many broken bones. And it was not the alligator. Another interesting part about the night was that there was an illusionist who came to perform. She was a tiny girl, maybe about eight, nine years old, with strawberry blonde hair and a poofy silver dress, and she performed a bunch of tricks for us. Actually, I don't know if anyone hired her, or if she was even allowed to be on campus. I think she snuck in there by herself. That didn't mean her illusions weren't awesome, though. She conjured up super-realistic images of tigers and eagles, made them walk around the campus grounds, then made them all disappear in a snap. She turned animals into fireworks and then back into animals again, made it look like fire was being set onto the lawn, then turned the fire into a giant swarm of bees that turned into a bunch of candy. All of these were illusions, by the way, so when people tried to grab the candy, it disappeared in their hands like mist and that made a lot of people disappointed. Growing flower vines, giant robots, mystical creatures, towers of ice and columns of fire, this little girl managed to create impossible illusions. I didn't know how she did it. The illusions were way too complicated to have come from simple paper mache and good lighting, and they felt too realistic to be digital projections. Everyone at Autumn's Audacity was pretty amazed at the little girl's illusions, and a few people even gave her tips. 
though seeing everyone's expression, this little girl wasn't supposed to have been at Autumn's audacity in the first place. I approached the little girl while she was snacking on a chocolate cupcake from the refreshment table. I, I complimented her illusions and asked how she did them, because I love magic tricks and I also love learning all of its secrets. You know how many times I went on and on about magic tricks when you were here. I just eat that stuff up. I don't know why, but I'm kind of obsessed with magic tricks. The little girl just stared at me for a few seconds. I repeated my question, but she didn't respond. After a few minutes, she said something, but it was not in English. It was in German, and I could not understand a word. I told her to wait just one second, then ran off to get Gray. He was in the middle of a conversation about Renaissance painters when I reached him. He was doing that weird scientific vocabulary thing to intimidate people again, and he was embarrassing himself really badly this time. I was saving the minuscule shred of dignity he had left by interrupting him. I pulled him towards the refreshment table where the girl was on her second cupcake. I demanded that Gray be my translator, because he speaks some German, and he asked me why. I told him that it was for the sake of learning a magic trick. He demanded that I give him five bucks, which was an outrageous demand, so I just gave him a handful of buttons. They were originally reserved for Samuel, but I didn't have cold hard cash on me at all times, so it had to do. Gray scoffed, but he put the buttons in his pocket. Gray and the little girl spoke for a bit. After the two exchanged a few words, Gray informed me that the little girl's name was Annabelle. She came to Autumn's Audacity because she wanted to make a little extra money through her performances. I told Gray my question, which was about how she did her illusions. He gave it to Annabelle, and she responded back. She says it just comes from her brain, Gray said. She projects the image from her mind, like she thinks of an image, and she just projects it. She was born with the gift. Well, that's no fun. I was really looking for a simple magic trick that even I could pick up. Something logical and straightforward, like, I don't know, disappearing from a box or making flowers appear from your sleeve. Something that scientifically makes sense, but still makes people go, wow. But just straight up magically projecting illusions from your mind? I mean, I guess that's impressive, but can it be the good ol' can I guess your card trick? I love card tricks. I even get excited over those quarter-behind-your-ear tricks. I'm a real sucker for those. Annabelle beamed proudly, then reached for a third cupcake. Gray gave me another nasty glare. He's prone to giving glares. And he asked if he could leave now. I told him no, then made him ask Annabelle if she could teach me how to do that weird mind-illusion projection thing. Gray looked tempted to dump the rest of my champagne onto my head. But he complied anyway because he is such a sweet person. Maybe it was, it was because of the language barrier or maybe Annabelle is just really bad at giving instructions. Because Gray told me that apparently her response was, Think of an image, then make it go boom. When asked to elaborate, Annabelle just shrugged and started licking the frosting off of her fingers. Either she had a fast metabolism, or she was going to walk away from Autumn's audacity with a stomach ache. 
Or maybe she was just really, really hungry. She was kind of bony, and she scarfed those cupcakes down like she hadn't eaten anything in weeks, which was a bit concerning. While Annabelle ate her fourth cupcake, I tried to do what she told me to do and magically project an image from my mind. It's much harder than it looks. I tried to make my champagne glass look like a flower pot, but many minutes of staring intensely through my shades and muttering magic words under my breath only resulted in me looking like an absolute fool. Both Grey and Annabelle laughed at me, and Annabelle even conjured up an illusion of a clown to further emphasize her point. It was a really creepy clown. It asked if I wanted a balloon, then grabbed my head with one of its clawed hands. And I swear, even though it was an illusion, I swear I felt it. I shrieked, and Grey and Annabelle got a good laugh out of that one, too. Hearing the commotion, Hannah joined us. Annabelle stared up at her with that same look of recognition on her face Danny had at the Cloverwood Speakeasy. She said something to Grey, and Grey translated. Annabelle asked Hannah if she was Ambrose. Hannah, now being pretty used to being mistaken for you, quickly said that she was your sister. Annabelle asked if she knew her mom, and Hannah said no. Annabelle added that she was a lawyer. Hannah said, I'm sorry, I don't know where you're going with this. Annabelle glanced at us, and seeing the confusion on our faces, decided it best to shrug, stop talking, and shove another cupcake in her mouth. She washed down all the chocolate cake with a bunch of apple juice. Well, she first grabbed a glass of what was most definitely beer, mistaking it for apple juice, and Hannah snatched it from her grasp. Hannah picked up a juice box labeled Apple Juice very clearly in bold letters and gave that to Annabelle instead. It was cool how they served all kinds of drinks and snacks at Autumn's Audacity. You could find juice boxes right next to alcoholic beverages. But it was definitely not the right place to be for a little kid like Annabelle. We encouraged Annabelle to leave because she was probably going to get in trouble if she didn't, and because we didn't want her to accidentally poison herself with an alcoholic beverage from the refreshments table. Annabelle insisted that she needed to make money, and that she had only received a total of $5.05 so far. She wouldn't explain to us why she needed the money, just that she needed it. Then, out of the blue, Gray pulled out $30 from his pocket and just handed it to Annabelle. Annabelle stared at the money with wide eyes. They talked for a bit in German, and Hannah and I stood there wondering what the heck was going on. Annabelle gave Gray a tight hug, and she waved goodbye to us before running away. She was small, but she was fast. She clutched the $30 in her tiny fist tightly as she ran. Gray glared at us for giving him a weird look. Don't make such a big deal out of it, he said. She needed the money, so I gave it to her. But didn't she say her mom's a lawyer, Hannah said. Whatever, Gray mumbled. She just reminds me of my sister, that's all. He grabbed a glass of maybe beer and walked away hurriedly. Hannah asked me who Gray's sister was. I told her that her name was Margaret and that she was seven years old. Hannah smiled and said that was nice. I did not mention to her that Margaret had died some time ago because of cancer, and that Gray had been really close to her. 
he rarely ever mentions her. I don't remember seeing Margaret during my long stay at Silver Hollow, but I've seen a couple of pictures, and she really does look a lot like Annabelle. Well, anyway, the rest of Autumn's audacity was pretty fun. I got to go around and talk to a lot of nice people. However, one person stole my shades and put it on the domesticated alligator for fun, and having seen that the alligator could hospitalize an adult man, I wasn't all that enthusiastic about marching up to it and taking my shades back. I ended up spending the rest of the night in just my golden bow tie, but even that proved to be somewhat of a hazard. I don't know who, but somebody grabbed the collar of my bow tie from behind and pulled me up in the air, maybe as a joke? and I was suspended like that for a long time, choking. If Chris hadn't thrown a can of Mountain Dew onto the guy's head, he wouldn't have let me go, and I would have choked to death. That is, if I can choke to death. But it was pretty darn painful, choking, so that might be possible. Speaking of Chris, she wouldn't come down from the tree even when Autumn's audacity ended. I counted the number of soda cans on the ground, and if my numbers were correct, then Chris had consumed a total of 15 Mountain Dews. We all wanted to get her down from that tree, but nobody dared to call the police. All the stupid elites would do is make fun of Chris for an hour or so and then cut down the tree with a chainsaw, and seeing how huge the tree was, unless we wanted the elites to destroy a nearby building and get Chris killed, Calling them was not the ideal way to get Chris down, so we gave her an extra jacket for the night and trusted that she would get herself down by morning. Chris said thanks to us, or maybe it was to the talking zebra she was hallucinating, we couldn't really tell. Anyway, I left Autumn's audacity feeling quite satisfied. I wish you were there at Autumn's audacity. It wasn't the most fun I've had in my entire life, but it was a good way to spend the night. Hannah had a pretty good time, I think. And maybe Gray, but it was kind of hard to tell. He still seemed to be thinking about Annabelle when he left him. He really misses his sister. Um, okay, that's it. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Maybe you'll come back to visit Silver Hollow in time for another Autumn's Audacity. Actually, scratch that. The name is horrible. It needs to be changed right away. Also, it turned out that I hadn't been drinking champagne at all, and that I had actually been drinking sparkling apple cider. I also figured out that almost every beverage at Autumn's Audacity was apple-flavored, in honor of Autumn and everything, except for the Mountain Dew. I've been tricked. It's, it's outrageous. But you can't sue someone for apple cider, so... Sincerely, your friend who had just recently been scammed by an apple-flavored beverage, Willis. Sleepy Silver Hollow is a production of Crowned Crow's Corner. New episodes are released bi-weekly on Saturdays. For more information, visit our website, crownedcrowscorner.com. Thank you, again, for enjoying this episode. <laughs>